Good afternoon and welcome to another off-season edition of the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires and we've got another new member of the Moncton Magic joining us on the podcast today and uh, I'm sure a name that will be pretty familiar to fans of the National Basketball League of Canada and certainly to Moncton Magic fans uh, cheered against Billy White the last couple of years but now Moncton Magic fans get to cheer for our guest on today's podcast and we are joined by Billy White. How are you doing today, Billy? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast. And I guess I know you've been around a little bit now in Moncton. But first of all, from a Magic Time podcast perspective, welcome to Moncton. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we get talking about your experience with the Moncton Magic, I know you've only been part of the team a couple of months, but we'll talk about the big trade and uh, what your time has been like. But Let's go back and get to know a little bit uh, about Billy White. Uh, you are from Las Vegas, Nevada. Billy, what can you tell us about uh, your early memories of being a kid growing up around Vegas? Uh, really just being hot, <laughs> just being hot and just having fun, just playing basketball. I picked up basketball really young and just playing all types of sports, playing football as well. But mostly I just gravitated more to basketball. And uh, just, you know, traveling, playing AAU basketball and just having fun. And I'm just glad that I took my credit to basketball and it took me to great places. And I'm just glad to be here now. You mentioned being hot. So obviously in Vegas, uh, you don't see a whole lot of cold weather, really. Not a lot, not like we used <laughs> to in this region. You don't see a lot of snow. Did you pretty much play basketball outdoors most of the time? Oh, most of the time, yeah. Um we had a lot of parks around Las Vegas, so like everybody as a kid just go around and play at the parks, the local parks, and just play outside, even though it was like 110 or, or 105 degrees outside. Everybody as a kid just played basketball outside and then just enjoy the heat. Now, you hear about street basketball quite a bit. Probably New York is where you hear most of the stories about the, some of the, the legends from the streets, but you hear it from in and around Los Angeles as well. What about Las Vegas? Were there a couple of kind of real street legends in and around Las Vegas uh, that you know that you were aware of when, when you were a kid growing up and you wanted to go see play? Um, to be honest with you, not really. I usually just played travel. I played travel basketball when I was growing up just because, like, you didn't have a lot of great competition in Las Vegas. So I would travel from, like, Los Angeles or Arizona or Utah and just play against other kids there and try to play against the best kids around the world. Um, I mean, we had a couple of the guys from Las Vegas to go to the NBA. But like I said, we didn't have a lot of guys that, you know, played real professional basketball and, like, you know, gave back to the community. Or we just didn't have a lot of guys playing basketball, like, as I grew up. So, like, I just tried to travel around and play against all the other top kids around the country. For you, basketball seems to be in your blood. Uh, what's your earliest recollection? Like, how young do you remember being picking up a basketball, and how did you get interested in the game? Actually, my dad, you know, taught me the game at uh, you know six, seven years old. Um, just picking up a basketball, just putting it in my hands every day, and just teaching me how to dribble, and he bought me a little basket. I just taught, I just did it from there. So I, I really gravitated. He also played basketball as well, so like he made sure that you know I. He put the ball in my hand, and I did the right thing. As you went along, you ended up going to Green Valley High School, which is in Henderson, Nevada, uh, just kind of a suburb outside of, outside of Las Vegas. What are your recollections, what are your memories of playing high school ball in Green Valley, Billy? Uh, it was fun. It was really competition. Uh, like I said, we 
we were really good in Las Vegas. You know, we were one of the top teams in Las Vegas, so we got to travel around the country and play against other top uh, high schools around the country. Um, it was really fun, you know, uh, very competitive, and, you know, I learned a lot just playing basketball against the top guys, the top high school players in the country, and it just brought my game to the next level and it prepared me to go to college. Such competitiveness in the NCAA, especially at the Division One level, and, and high school players can catch the attention of recruiters and so on. You ended up going to San Diego State. How did that come about, Billy? How did you end up uh, getting on their radar? How did you end up picking San Diego State? Well, I, I was fortunate to be one of the top guys, uh, top high school players in the country. Um, I was 26 in the country and fifth in my class of uh, 2007. So I just got a chance to get one of I mean, uh, some of the great colleges to come knocking at my door. And I just chose San Diego State just because I, I liked Coach Fisher. Um, he was at Michigan, Michigan for a long time with the Fab Four. I mean, Fab Five. So um, he won a national championship over there, and I just felt San Diego State was close to home. It's only like four hours away from driving wise from Las Vegas, so my family and friends can come see me play. I just chose to stay there just because it was just more comfortable, and just being from the West Coast of the uh, United States, I just wanted to stay on that side. I felt like if I chose somewhere on the East Coast or the Midwest, my family wouldn't be able to see some of my games or drive out there. So I just felt like I was just more comfortable. And San Diego State felt like I just felt like that was my type of play and I could um, enjoy myself there and show that I can play basketball. Well, San Diego State, part of the Mountain West Conference in the NCAA. If you look at the career that you had at San Diego State, it was obviously the right decision for you to make yourself as an individual and the team itself just got better and better as you went through your four years. Now, we'll talk about your senior year in a second, but what an opportunity for you. The basketball family can be a close one. And your last couple of years at San Diego State, you got to play alongside somebody that uh, Canadian basketball fans certainly know a lot better now, Kawhi Leonard, coming from the San Antonio Spurs over to the Raptors this season. Uh, but obviously a, a pretty dynamic group with San Diego State, uh, what are your recollections when you first got a chance to play with Kawhi? Uh, he's just a great person on and off the court. Um, uh, one thing I noticed about him, you know, he played great, great defense um, when he was at San Diego State. So I knew that you know the opportunity for him to go to the NBA was very high. Like I said, he was one of my great friends. Um, I still talk to him to this day. And he's just, a, I'm, I'm excited that he's uh, get to experience Canada. You know, it's a great place to be. You know, I know the fans will love him. He's very quiet, but once the fans get to know him, everybody will love him. Now, I got to ask you before we move on, because Kawhi Leonard is known for having massive, massive hands. And I've seen them only ever on television coverage of basketball, but you've seen them up close and personal. And look, a lot of basketball players have big hands, but Billy, just how big are Kawhi's mitts? Um, to be honest with you, they're not that big to me, maybe because I'm used to them and I'm so used to being around them, but to everybody else, they're pretty big. So, like, I mean, when I first saw them, I was like, man, you have pretty big hands, but then I got used to it. So, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He, he has some really, really big hands. <laughs> he makes the ball look very, very small because the NBA ball is like the biggest ball that you can play with, and he makes it look like a great fruit. So. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. So you talk about your time at San Diego State and, you know, with Kawhi being there and yourself and, and a lot of other very good players. This team, the San Diego State, State squad, in your senior year, which was uh, 2010-2011, 
really came together, really gelled. A phenomenal year, both for the team and for you. What was it about San Diego State that year that made you guys as good as you were? Um, well, I can remember is it's just um, we all just wanted to win. There was a lot of seniors on that team. We all just wanted to go out with a bang. We played, played with each other. We had some uh, returners for the last two years, my junior to come back to uh, for my senior. So, like, we had a lot of returners, and we just wanted to win and go out with a bang. Uh, go out with a bang, and I feel like we did. You know, we were very successful. Uh, San Diego State has never been that far in the NCAA tournament. They never even won an NCAA tournament game till that year. So we were just excited just to have the whole city behind us and just be playing for each other and just playing for this, uh, the city of San Diego. And, Billy, for you personally, probably one of your best games as a collegiate player was an overtime win versus Temple. You had 16 points, 13 boards in that overtime victory. What do you remember about that night against Temple? It was a long, long game. Uh, it was back and forth. It was very hard defense of a game, to be honest with you. Um, both teams didn't want to go home. I just felt like, I, as a being a senior, I just put the team on my back and just you know, took it to my uh, leadership. And, um, I just... I couldn't miss that game, and I just tried to play my heart out. And I'm fortunate we got the W, and then I was just so happy to continue to uh, play in the NCAA tournament. Just talk quickly about that Sweet 16 game against, again, the eventual winners from UConn. Uh, what do you remember about that game? I know losing sucks, so you probably remember losing, but obviously you played a very good UConn team because they did win the championship. But what's your memories of UConn, and in particular playing against Kemba Walker? Oh, they were just good and just athletic. They, you know, executed their plays every time, and they were just really a good dominant team. And they just um, played really, really good. They had a great run. They're, um, I believe, they didn't lose that whole month. To be honest with you, even in um, conference play. Um, so, like, they were on the roll, and I mean, I give their hats off to them. They played really hard. And, they were a really, really good defensive team that year, and they deserved to win that year. From that NCAA tournament, that was your senior year. It was time now for you to move on and look at other things. And one of the great things about basketball, because it is such a global game, if you can't get an opportunity at home in the United States or Canada, there are many other options overseas. You've played in countries like Greece, Mexico, Israel, and Cyprus. What is it about these international places that you enjoy, and, and what's your experience been like playing overseas in some of these countries? Um, it's been a great experience. Um, I just like going to different places and seeing different uh, cultures. Um, I'm just thankful to play basketball in different places. I never thought I would be able to play in different countries, and I'm just excited just to go to each place and learn about each uh, cultures and see how everybody else lives across the world. It's just an exciting thing, and I'm just thankful. Which of those countries kind of stuck out to you that you'd be like, yeah, you know what, I'd like to go back there? Honestly, all of them. I didn't have not one bad experience, to be honest with you, so I couldn't even choose to, out of all of them. I loved every last place I've been to, and I would go back to any place. You're now a member of the Moncton Magic, but before that, you played with the Halifax Hurricanes, probably one of the biggest rivals for Moncton. You won a championship with the Hurricanes back in 2016. But, Billy, the big trade happened, Terry Thomas going the other way, you coming to Moncton. Where were you when you found out, and what was your reaction when you knew that you had been traded to Moncton? Uh, 
I was just back home in Las Vegas. Uh, I was just working out, and I was just got and I phone and I got the phone call about the whole situation, and I was just excited just to get a fresh start and just to show my talent somewhere else. And I'm just glad that you know over the years I always liked the way the Moncton uh, fans were and stuff like that, and they're very. Uh, very respectful and always been respectful of my play, of my game, and um, I'm just glad to be here and show my, uh, showcase my talent to a new city. I don't know. I'm just very, very excited, and I'm just glad to be here. For those fans that uh, may not be familiar with you, although I can't imagine there are many NBL Canada fans that aren't, but what kind of player are the Moncton Magic getting, Billy? Um, just an exciting player. I'm just I'm a very emotional player. I speak my mind on the court, and um, I just give my all. My all. All the time, I like to play defense. I like to get the the crowd involved, and um, I just like to you know just bring energy to the table all the time. I know that you guys had a chance to play uh, your first exhibition game. You guys been kind of playing against one another, but it's always nice to get some competition from another team. What were your first impressions of getting to play together as a unit last night against the Cape Breton Highlanders? Oh, it was amazing. Um, you know, everybody, I felt like everybody was nervous, but after the first quarter, everybody, you know, got their nervousness down and uh, everybody was just fine. And I just, I, I felt like everybody was excited and everybody was just ready to play. We've been practicing uh, against each other for a long time. So everybody, everybody was excited to see, you know, different people and to get to run our plays and stuff like that. And I, um, I think we played really well. I think we did pretty good for our first time playing against somebody else. And, uh, I just can't wait to uh, get the season started. Everybody brings something different to the table. Um, I can't just point one person out. I'm just excited for everybody. You know, it's a lot of new guys to this team. I'm just excited for everybody just to showcase their talent. And it's going to be really, really scary what this Magic team can do this year. Regardless of what a team looks like on paper, they've got to do it out on the floor. You've got to bring it and you've got to execute. From your perspective, because you've played, obviously, a very high level of basketball, you've won a championship. What's going to be a couple of keys for the Moncton Magic to be able to take the talent that they have on paper and make it all come together and work as a team? Just defense, to be honest with you. Number one thing is defense in this league. You can score a lot of points and it's just defense. If you can't play defense, you're not going to win any championships. You're not going to win any games. So our our main thing is just playing defense. Offense is going to come. We play defense and we stay together and stay focused. And, you know, sky's the limit for our team. Having had a chance to call games involving you and, and to see what you bring to the floor and the energy, there are times where you get very emotional in a good way and you almost pull your team along with you. Is that something that you consciously decide or does that kind of emotion just take you over given the moment of the game? No, it just comes and goes. It's just like I said, I speak how I feel in that time, and uh, I'm not afraid to, you know, say uh, how I feel on the court, and um, just, you know, just playing in the league and just playing basketball for a long time, you're gonna have some ups and downs. You know, I try to control my emotions sometimes in a bad way or in a good way, but I try to keep them in line and keep them uh, from not doing anything crazy. So, you know, I just try to be a leader on and off the court as much as I can. And, trying to make get the best out of my teammates. The first two regular season games for the Moncton Magic are just, uh, well, not quite two weeks away, I guess. November 15th and November 17th, a home-at-home home against the Halifax Hurricanes. 
How much have you thought about that, Billy? And uh, what's it going to mean to you now wearing the black and silver of the Magic taking on uh, your former mates? It doesn't mean anything to me, to be honest with you. It's just a game. you got to take it one game at a time. You know, uh, I'm just going to play that game like it's a regular game. I'm not gonna, it's not going to mean anything to me. You know, I was not like I have that game circled or anything like that. You know, I know this is a long, a long season. It's a 40-game season. So I'm just excited just to play basketball again, just to have the season going again. Now, I know you haven't been around Moncton too long, but what are your impressions of the city, and have you found uh, your f- a favorite spot to go for a bite to eat yet? Because I know how important eating is to basketball players, Billy. Um, no, not yet. I haven't really been out that much. You know, I, we've been practicing, and I've been, like, resting and stuff like that. I'm sure I'll get to go out and try to find something to eat. But um, i just be eating at the basic places and cooking at home and stuff like that. I'm sure I'll get around and find one of my best uh, my favorite places out here that's one thing i learned about the magic last year is that the guys just love to cook at home they're always they're always cooking something up what's your go-to meal billy what do you like to cook for yourself just being from the west coast um i like tacos so i just cook mostly tacos all the time tacos and i'm very plain tacos are like homemade chicken fingers and fries and stuff like that important taco question hard shell or soft shell uh both i like both mostly (laughs) hard shell me too. I'm I'm kind of a sloppy eater, so I like to put the hard shell inside the soft shell so when it crumbles, it doesn't go too much onto my pants. <laughs> well, listen, Billy, it's been a real pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. Uh, I know that certainly uh, the organization and the fans of the Moncton Magic are thrilled to have you a mem- as a member of the organization and to see you doing your thing for the Moncton Magic this season. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Thank you. I appreciate it. It has been a pleasure. We'll see you soon. That's Billy White. He's a member now of the Moncton Magic. And remember, Magic fans and basketball fans, of course, of the National Basketball League of Canada, the regular season not far away. The Moncton Magic will open up on the road November 15th against Billy's former team, the Halifax Hurricanes. And then two days later, they return home for their home opener at the brand new Abner Center in downtown Moncton. And again, the opponent will be the Halifax Hurricanes. Thanks very much to Billy for joining us today. I'm Scott Squires, and this has been the Magic Time Podcast. Until next time, friends, remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now. 